Hey, everybody. Welcome to Inside Situation, a bi-weekly podcast where we share with you some of the conversations we're having inside the agency. I'm Peter Ujicic, Head of Technology at Situation. And today I have two wonderful guests in the studio, uh, president and founder of Situation, Damian Bazadana. Welcome back, Damian. What's up, Peter? Thank you for being here. And we have a new voice on, to, on the podcast, uh, our recruiting manager, Michael Dukes. Hello, Michael. Hello, Peter. Welcome to Inside Situation. Thank you. Thanks for joining us. And thanks. We're so excited that, uh, to record today because you're actually in the office this week. Yes. Uh, normally, you work remotely. Uh, That's correct. other folks. And anytime we have people in town um, in, in the, at the mothership, we'd love to try and record a podcast and have them on. Um, and uh, Michael, can you talk a little bit about what you as a recruiting manager do at Situation? What is your role? Well, um, it started off and it's been evolving. It started off where I was actually uh, specializing in finding uh, development talent. Actually, we worked together on that in the past. And now (laughs) it's a hard job to fill. Yes, it is. And that's probably why I was called on to do it. And now it's evolved into where I am internally looking to uh, fill different positions we have open. But I'm the first point of contact when they apply for those positions. And um, we are also looking now to uh, keep that connection built uh, with people, not necessarily maybe be the best fit for us, but uh, connect them with other talent, other uh, partners and clients as well. And I'll let Damien, he he can talk about that a little bit more. But essentially, that's what I'm doing right now. And it's evolving, actually, what we're doing right now. Well, fantastic. We love we love to have evolving things start on the on the podcast, or at least kind of help to evolve through conversations that we have in Inside Situation. So, Damien, Michael uh, alluded to this, but we, we have a new initiative called Situation Connects. What what is it? Can you tell us a little bit about what your vision for that is? It's the most exciting thing ever. Um, it is um, essentially for us. We have about seventy five people that work here, and at any given moment in time, I don't know. I'd say we have maybe three to five job openings. Um, and at the same point in time, on any given week, we're getting hundreds, if not thousands, of resumes that are coming in. Highly talented people who want to work in some way, shape, or form uh, in the business of the experience business. So for us, we started looking at that saying, well, we're attracting all this remarkable talent. Uh, we only have a certain amount of job openings here at the agency. And we have this remarkable client base and partner base that also is looking for unbelievable talent. So why don't we play a little bit of a role of a matchmaker uh, and kind of bring this amazing talent into our ecosystem in interesting ways? That was the, the, the basic idea. Um, we know, and I think every employer who's listening to this will can relate to this, finding great talent that matches a very specific job that you need is extraordinarily difficult. So... For us, I feel like if we can help simplify that on behalf of our clients, it's a great thing. And it, it's, a, it's a win-win-win all around, right? So um, for, as the agency owner, um, I want to be known as um, – I want our agency to be known, be known as a place where top talent comes no matter what, right? So we want to be the place where the talent is coming. And for our clients, we want them to view us that way as well, to say, oh, top talent starts its situation, um, and if we're able to place someone that whether that's here, great. But if we don't have a job, you replace them somewhere else. We're so fully baked into that in some way, shape, or form that all we're doing is building further bonds, further relationships, making very happy clients, and just making the industry better. Right. Well, and and I I can think of examples of people that we've interviewed over the years at Situation that I felt in the room were a complete 
you know, oh my gosh, we're going to be working with this person someday. And for whatever reason, they took another job. You know, we saw additional candidates, but it's funny how those things sometimes have a way of working themselves out. You, it's a kind of a small industry, the experiential live event marketing space. Uh, and, and I think that it's not uncommon for you to have those relationships. We've talked, you know, with, with busy a lot on the podcast about she's still in our orbit. So there's lots of people in our orbit that we just want to be good actors and say, yeah, we know how hard it is. We know how labor intensive it is when you have a position to fill. So let us look in our Rolodex and, and see if we, we know somebody. Yeah, I, I have like so I think of the number of informational interviews that I take. I took one actually right before this podcast and I'll sit and I'll talk with people and I'll be like, oh, my God, you're such a talented person. Right. And I have no job for them right now because there's just no opening. And yet there's no structure in place for me to do anything with that person. So, you know, bringing Michael on board to begin to focus on this also gave me structure because I'm out talking, talk to a lot of people on a given week as, I was, you know, over the next three weeks, I will probably talk to roughly a, like 800 to 1,000 students. Right at like big public speaking events. Right. And currently, usually what I'll do is I'm like, this person's talented. And then if I get around to it, I'll make an intro or a connection for them. In this structure, I'll say, talk to Michael. And then and Michael's fantastic at working with candidates, of trying to get an understanding of who they are, and then try to match make. Um, the, the one thing I would, would really stress up front is we are not treating this as like a recruiting company. We are, and, and Michael can talk more about this because he knows that universe better than I do. But we're simply matchmaking because we think that that's, there's a way to do that, which is different than recruiting services. Recruiting services are fully vetting candidates and taking commissions on salaries and things like that. We're not doing that. If, if ours is particularly in the beginning stages of this, this is simply matchmaking. Hey, this person is really smart and they really want to do this type of job. And hey, if this company has this job open, you two should talk. And that's the extent of our role. Uh, Michael, we, we recently did a podcast kind of talking about uh, the interview process. So once somebody gets beyond recruiting and kind of in our doors to be considered for a role, but can you give a little bit more of context of what happens before that happens and, and why you're excited about kind of uh, being able to retain communication with some of those people that may not make it to an interview, but that we're really excited about meeting for the first time or that you're excited about connecting with? Sure. And one of the reasons I'm excited about doing that is because of the culture here at Situation and what Damien just spoke of is we want to do it differently. Um, when you have a traditional recruiting recruiting agency you know, outside of internal recruiting, what can happen is, is it can become very uh, – uh, let's make that commission, let's make that sale, and you just drop contact with them as soon as they're no use to you. I, I, I personally never was like that. I took the time to send emails all along. I think that might be partly how I was raised, you know. But, um, and, you know, not to say that, you know, all recruiters are bad because that's really right. not the case, but there is certainly, and I'm sure a lot of the listeners right now will tell you they have maybe negative connotation with the word recruiter, especially technical people, because they tend to be harassed the most. Um, but with this kind of recruiting, when it comes um, to, you know, internally at situation, I think what's exciting is, is that they're going to have a different experience. I'm going to be with them, you know, every step of the way. If, if they, there's absolutely no fit for them whatsoever, they're at least going to get some kind of response that at this moment there just isn't something there for them. So it's, it's a, I think that the whole different approach to it is what makes it exciting. Well, I, I, can, I can speak up as one of those people. I, I still, to, to this day, probably get between three to five cold calls a week from recruiters. who And I, I swear to you, the script is the same for every single one of those who, who work in the fashion that you just described. They just launch right in. 
They, they, they haven't really done any research on our company, but they say, I've got this guy. They go into the pitch because they know it's like trying to get their foot in the door. And I hear it. I can, I can almost verbatim recite to you what that script is because I hear so many of them. And I try to be – I also because I, you know, I know it's a hard job and it's not, it's not that person's fault. It's, it's, this is what the industry has developed to. But I try to take the time and not just hang up on those people. And I'm like, you know, this is – if you're going to work with us, this is the way to do it. Learn about who we are. Learn about what our client base is. And the easy thing for me to trip up recruiters sometimes is, you know, what? which of our clients have you seen that you think this person will work for? And they're like, uh, the situation ones, the interactive ones, they just repeat the name of the company back to me. So I, I'm just like, oh, failed that test. Sorry, you're not going on to round two. Yeah. But, but, but it is a hard job. I know it's a hard job and it's just based on that commission, I think, a lot of times. Yeah. Um, what, what, what do you hope for? Uh, what, what are some of the strategies that you intend to put in place so that it, you know this situation connects venture is 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 not perceived that way or is truly different? You mentioned you know staying with people the whole way, kind of forging those one on one relationships. Is there are there other approaches uh, either of you that you you think are going to be critical to making this something that that does stand out as different? Uh, well, I would say that I think Michael's been excellent at kind of get, getting us to a place that every interaction with every prospect matters. And that is a big idea. If you really take a step back and think about that, that's like that is like service, customer service at its finest. Um, rather than just taking the top candidates, or it's just the, how you do anything is how you do everything. That approach, and it, that that relates to every single thing that we do. It's made us up our game on that. So if you and listen, we're far from perfect, but we try to have set timelines to say if you apply for a job, exactly to Michael's point, you're going to get a response. If you come in for an interview, we're going to keep you up to date on whether the job is going to happen or not happen. But we, every person, you know, deserves to get respect, be respected, and if we preach that of how we operate with ourselves, we have to extend that to how we do it in the actual hiring in the application process. So I think that that I'd say that for us, it's not really about, at least from my point of view of launching this, this isn't really a recruiting issue because to us, we're just building relationships Mm -hmm. and the relationships we're building with talent. You're either going to work here or you're going to work with one of our clients and partners. And if you look to situation as just a place that helped nurture that either career or relationship, there's no question it pays out enormous dividends over time. That's how this whole company was built. It's all built off of, I mean, you've been here long enough, like it's all built off of relationships, whether it's our clients, our staff, our employees. We have, many of our major clients are former employees here. Right. It's just, it's one enormous ecosystem across all these different industries, but it's, you know, it's how you treat people. That's like a boomerang effect. Of, I just believe spiritually, it's also how I was raised. These didn't just come back around. If you treat people right, I think it comes back around. So it is a, um, a, I would argue a very bold move what we're doing. There are not many agencies that have the level of investment that we have put forth for this. This is a long game play that we think could have a sizable differentiator for us over time. Um, but we're just getting started. What excites me about this, and, and I will back you up on this because this I know this is your ethos, Damien. This is, this is how – when there are people that work here – you have a vested interest. Uh, you know, I came from the client side and eventually started working here. There are people that work here that now work for our partners and our clients. So I know you're going to have continue to have a relationship with those clients if you find if you match make somebody that you like. And if it's you know it's not a fit, you're kind of putting your your neck on the line and saying like, oh, I introduced these people. So you're you have a vested interest in making sure that it really is the right fit, and you're not just playing a numbers game because you're going to hear from people if they say, hey, that person you sent me. 
you know, either is great yeah. or is like, why on earth did you? But, you know, I'm sure it's going to be more of the former because you I mean, I think that is something that the agency, you, you know, we again, we've talked about this when people leave the agency and go away. They still to a person, they still mostly stay, you know, in our orbit that we have a connection with them and then it's a long-term relationship. Yeah, and they don't forget. I think that's the important thing. I think about this company. Our company is a miracle. Like it defies every uh, any small business that's successful oftentimes. You have – just statistically, the fact that we've been in business for 15 years is a, a miracle. And our success is due to the people that have helped us get there. And to me, I think of the number of people I've come to across my career that have really helped me. In so many different ways that help this company, whether it's a client that signed us on on a big gig, I never, ever forget that. And they know and I try to extend the same thing back around. So I feel like there's just spiritually how we operate with our clients and when we introduce people. I think – and even the way we – by the way, when we talk to our – when we present candidates to our clients, Michael does a very good job of saying up front, look, again, this is not fully vetted. We don't know if this is a good fit. What we can say is this person kind of passed our good person test, mm-hmm. right? They just seem like a nice person. They seem interested. I'm not sure they're a perfect fit for this. Um, but we think you guys should at least have a coffee or have a conversation. Right. Um, and again, just the gesture of that, both for, the empl- both for our client and the prospect, I think people look at that of like, oh, we clearly are trying to go above and beyond and matchmake and help them. And that pays – Back, I just feel like it's the right thing to do in spirit. I just I look at our own company as further proof of that. The fact that we've been here is all based on people wanting to help us. Right. That's what got here, you know. So, so I, I know you know with Situation Connects, we're trying to kind of make a mechanism where this is formalized a bit. But I know Michael, you've been doing this with some candidates in the past in your work mm-hmm. with us. Can you talk to us about how do the people that we introduce to potential to potential new companies? How, what is their – are they surprised if you approach them and come to them and say, hey, there's not something necessarily here for you, but we'd like to make extend you and introduce you to this person? Is that something what, – what's their reaction when you have that conversation? Surprised, bordered on shock. <laughs> I would say that I don't think it's happened so far to any of them so far. And I do believe uh, what, what in what Damien is saying that it's it could change – things drastically it's i don't think it it's really done you know um a good example the more savvy candidates i speak with uh, going back again what damien said will research situation they'll research competitors and they'll say to me this has happened on a number of occasions um and they'll say how how are you doing this how is your company still here when this other you know other company this other uh, maybe a, a competitors in the same space um, doesn't have you know the clients you have, but they've been around you know since you know, 1983 or whatever yeah. as an example. And I th- you know I didn't really know how to respond to that other than just maybe off the cuff. And hearing Damien say that is is kind of you know, wow, it's, it's a real thing. And so I trust in that vision of how this could evolve into something that no one's done before, something that could create more and more shot candidates. I think it's about building trust too, because if you come at it from, from an angle where no one's had that experience before in applying for a job, like you still want to help me, like they may not trust that right at first, but, but once they start feeling like, wait, this is just genuine, you know, some goodwill here. Uh, They believed in me. Maybe it didn't work out this, this moment. Then there's just a lot of gratitude that's built up. What what are some of the attributes that stick out for you when you identify somebody that you you want to extend 
uh, and, and support in that way? What Are there any things that are kind of tells in a meeting? I, I, I hear you say it's people that have taken the time to actually research what we do. I, I would say that's a big one. People that come in and say, wow, I saw you guys word up, worked on this project. What was that like? People that are genuinely interested, you know, because I, I think that we, I know when, when people are hunting for a job, I think uh, it is very time consuming and they're hopefully going to a lot of places. And oh, yeah. But I think the, the things that stick out in my mind when I meet people that I'm like, okay, this, this is something different or special are the ones that are actually having a conversation about, you know, what it would be like to be here or the work that we do in depth. And they've come with, with intelligent questions. Are there other things that stick out to you guys? They have to be a good person. They have to be engaged. Is there anything else that kind of trips the alarm and says, okay, this is somebody that we want to go the extra mile for? I mean, for me, I root for the underdog. So I feel like anytime you hear or I see someone and it's so clear that they're trying to do everything that you're supposed to do to be successful, I feel like we have a responsibility to help them. Sort of that simple. And and to be honest with you, even people who I'd say were probably not even the most qualified, but they put the effort in, I'll put the effort in for them. Because I think at the at the end of the day, when you really think about it, to me, hard work is the is is um, I'm not going to say it's one of the big differentiators for a lot of people um, that, and I, I value that, I suppose, I guess what yeah. I'm saying. I think, and, and everyone comes from different places and has different starting points and different, you know, the, the, you know, so, but there's something about that. I look at that when I see someone who's like doing all the right things mm-hmm. and they just need a break. Yeah. And you know, if they get the break, they're going to take advantage of it or at least give everything they had. And I feel like when I invest in someone like that, even if they fail, um, I can feel good about my bet. Yeah. I feel it's the right thing to do and I feel like it has upside potential because they're willing to put the work in to get it right. And that is the that, – to me, that's sort of the differentiator of do you have the chops to sort of stick through something is usually the, the thing that I'm looking at. Because if they're that, they, it means they've come prepared generally. They've done all the right things that – up to that point. That's, so that's usually right. what I'm personally looking for. Well, it goes back to, you know, we, we often invoke the, the John Lanasa, how you do anything is how you do everything. So I think kind of what you're alluding to is, you know, did they do the things to prepare for this conversation that we're having? Because that gives you a glimpse into the window. Of what is it like going, what could it be like to work with that person in crunch time? Or when something, you know, in a high profile or high pressure moment, you kind of get a sense like, okay, they're going to take that seriously. Yeah. And also just instinctually, are they a pay it forward person? You can tell when you, t- at least everyone's got their own personality read, right? When you sit with someone and you kind of go, again, take your own career. Every single person can look at their own career and look back and say, these are the people that have helped get me to where I am today. There's a, there's a modesty to it. There's like an awareness to how they got to, how they got to. And when you talk to people, there's like a, I don't know, there's a, a feeling that you can get. Is it a me first person or is it, are they going to pay it forward later? You can, I feel like, or at least I, everyone's got their own measure of how they read people. But that's essentially what I'm looking for. Uh, it yeah. blows my mind when I think back. And it still happens to me this day. Someone's been helping me on another project um, I've been working on and, and how people go so far out of their way to help me that it warms my heart. So I feel like you have to pay that part forward, particularly to talk like younger talent. We're talking to people that are 22, 23, actually even younger. I'm going to be, mm-hmm. I'll be at my... Um, Former school, talking to kids who are probably 20, and they're coming to a marketplace where they just don't – they have no, no idea like what the different options are. It's a scary mm-hmm. world. I get it. And yet for us, it probably does not take much 
for us to, I know it doesn't, it doesn't take that much for us to have a sizable impact on someone just by simply either making a connection or giving them a chance to kind of like, for example, come into our office for our open houses, which we do. Right. Which um, we did, so, yeah. just, just did one last night. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah. Michael, do you, do you see, what are some of the things that you look for to, that kind of represent that pay it forward spirit and or to touch on kind of Damien's point, do you see any differences? Are there any trends that you can kind of report from people that you've worked with in a recruiting capacity, whether that's somebody who's been in the job force for a while or someone who's just entering? Are there any differences in uh, is, is the pay it forward mentality the kind of thing that makes us think this could be someone we want to introduce? Is that unique to any given type of person or can you find that anywhere? Well, that is a, <laughs> that's quite a question. I mean, there's so many factors that go into that. Um, it, like we were talking about how, how you're raised, you know, has a lot to do with it. Maybe you've been around and you've been working already in, in the professional, you know, realm for 10 years and you've become maybe a little bit embittered. I actually mm -hmm. think a few steps forward on that. I try not to judge that right off the bat because sometimes your surroundings can create that in you. And maybe the way I speak to them will reflect that this is different. Like it's, this is trying to change that connotation of what a recruiter is or an internal recruiter. And um, So that's a tricky thing to answer. At first, I had a thought of how I was going to answer that question, but then you added a few more things to it. And it's certainly not – a, a straightforward answer well, at all. So. And I think one of the things that I would want to personally disabuse, I, I think sometimes younger workers or millennials, there's a perception that they they maybe are more entitled or they are more self-centered. I, I have found that that doesn't, that, that is not a truism that can be applied by any stretch of the imagination. We have a lot of people who, who are in that age bracket in this office. And I, I guess my experience has shown me that, you can be bitter at any age. You can be self-centered at any age, but you can also be very open and have the right mindset that there isn't actually something that, that identified by any particular thing about you that that can kind of describe that well, factor. I can give you two two quick examples of that. Um, I won't be specific with names or anything, but two two examples. Yeah, you can do that sometimes. You can start painting a picture in your mind of how you think somebody is, and that is not a good thing to do. I've I've done that. And what happens is, is, you know, maybe perhaps you might be right to an extent, but just by my communication with them about what situations like and what we're about by just kind of laying some little hints down, you know, that it's a different experience. They then start to react to me differently and through like more of like, a, I guess what, like a gray area conversation where we're not just saying what it is. Like you need to be like this if you want to work. That, that doesn't make any sense. It doesn't work. They start to pick up on that and they start changing immediately. You know, like maybe they don't have to show off or be egotistical over the right. phone. Whereas maybe with, with other companies, they, they did need to be that way. Um, and then there's the other example where maybe there's somebody who's applied like six or seven times and they're like, yeah, 21, 22 years old. And I go back and I've, I've done this since I've been here. I'll go back and I'll look. I'm like, well, what's going on here with this person? I've, in many cases, some of them came to the open house last night. 
and I'll see and then I'll ask. And that's a whole team effort. I'll ask somebody in operations. I'll ask somebody you know, in design or client service. Like, what did you think happened here? What went on? And I find out that that person's just like what Damien said, just didn't realize they had to focus in from school a little bit more on something to get them that internship or to get them an interview for a junior position. And so I just, you know, it can be a little uncomfortable, but I'll say, hey, listen, this is this is the case. You came in a lot of times. You weren't disliked. Um, you just have to stand out a little bit more in, in, in what you want to do and what it really is a direction you want to go. You need to work a little bit harder on that. And they're going to say, I mean, nine times out of ten, maybe eight times out of ten, <laughs> they're going to say, well, thank you. Thank you for telling me that. That's really awful. I think I'm going to start doing that now. So, yeah. Well, I, I mean, I think that anybody listening to this podcast, and we do have a lot of people who listen to this who are looking for job opportunities uh, in this in the creative world, uh, we, we know that. We see a lot of people that come in more and more of them are saying, oh, yeah, I am a listener to the podcast. So I'm sure they're dying to know if they're not already connected to us, either through an open house or how, what what would you recommend as we as we evolve the Situation Connects program, as we're getting this off the ground, what would you tell our listeners right now who say, that sounds great. How can I be a part of that? Apply. I mean, it's, it's, it is essentially that simple. Is that safe to say, Michael? Like, yeah, with, with a smart application process, like yeah. you know, let us know a little bit about you. And there are tons of things that we try to create as networking opportunities. Whether it's one of the events we host, um, that we have got plenty of them that we host. But I think the I think apply, let yourself known and know our company. I'd say that's I would say that's uh, probably the best way. Um, yeah, yeah, and I would and I would say don't be afraid to apply more than once. Yeah, that's my opinion. That may not be the opinion right, of everybody, right. but you know, Cause, some cause things Mike, happen. You Michael know? may come back and tell you exactly what you need to focus on, and then you'll be one of those eight out of ten people that says thank you. You know, there's just one other thing I just want to tackle that uh, you mentioned before about the topic of millennials. It's funny. So I've been doing this since I was 25 ish, and um, ever since I started this company, um, I feel like through all the years I've been sitting at whether it's conferences or panels. There's always an angle where it's just like these fill in the blank young people and now it's millennials you know they're all there's there's an x for they they are there's something about them right that everyone implies they're they want more and it the, it's so ridiculous on so many levels that it's like people no matter their age just want to be respected mm-hmm. and for some reason it fascinates me i feel like i said in all these conferences a bunch of old people that you love to say the word millennials, where I want to, it kills me. And they say, you know, if you want to work with millennials, and they have all these tips and secrets of how to work with millennials. And I feel like saying, why don't you just show them respect? And furthermore, I just feel like they're also, they were operating a different piece. They are digitally native and armed with a thousand times more information at their fingertips than the older generation was. So they're commanding respect sooner because they have a lot more to bring to the table sooner. And smart employers do that. Yeah. And they just have a conversation. But like, I, it fascinates me that there are literally conferences about how to work with millennials. Right. And if, there, if, I, if I were an employee looking to look for a job somewhere, and I saw the word millennials written on anybody's website, I would not apply to that organization. It's just ridiculous. They mm-hmm. literally classify you as different. And it's crazy to me like how that structure works. So, have, have, um, Are you familiar – this has come across my radar recently, the concept of the perennial. I think this is, this is an, a movement that's attempting to kind of combat exactly what you were yeah. just talking about by saying it is, it is a like-minded attitude of 
that information at your fingertips, that curiosity, but it, but a perennial, and I only know a little bit about this, but the idea is it can be somebody of any age, but if it comes to the table and they are respecting and they are working together, it's an attempt, yeah. I think, to yeah. break down that classification yeah. that you're talking about. I just, about. it's like I shut down when I hear classifications because it's just yeah. always like, it just, yeah, I'm not saying the perennial is any better. No, but no, I no, think I, it, I, yeah, I, no, it's, I, I'm with you because I think, you know, you just get a sense of, uh, if you, when you start classifying people in that way, you 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 are shutting yourself down. You're it, shutting something, and down. it's the same thing all the time. They're like, oh, because you're younger, you know social media better. Well, right. but that's another. These these are just farces. It's that like, yeah, and it's it's it, when I when I hear this, it's like I feel like it's a good thing about. I'm, I think it's one of the really good things about our workplace. I'm sure we got tons of issues. One thing about our workplace is we just we don't view it that way. Or at least I and I think at our management team, I know we don't view it that way. Um, but I find it absolutely fascinating. It's probably one of the things that just drives. It's the most bewildering thing to me when I see that because essentially the framing of the question oftentimes is like the problem to begin with mm-hmm. you know like we have a lot of millennials how should we treat them I'm like right. wow so just yeah. replace millennials with any other yeah. subset yeah and you are you would normally be seen as like that's some version of discrimination yeah right so I'm like and it's just it's seen so and and then usually I'll give the answer and I'll go – I just at a conference recently. I'm like, this is like – people just want respect. I don't care how old you are. It starts – and you could have the same problems with someone who's 50 versus when they're 25. And then after – every time I say that openly, someone will come up to me afterwards. A 25-year-old will come up to me afterwards and go, thank you for saying that because that's all – because I feel like that it resonates with them because it's just mm-hmm. truth. Yeah. Well, and I think some of that comes out of uh, – you know. Uh, Threat. If, if you feel threatened, it's very easy to cast a certain aspersion. Yes, it. yes, that is yeah. a very good way of looking at it. So, well, we absolutely respect our listeners. Um, I respect you both, Damien and Michael. Thank you so much for being on the podcast. Really appreciate your time. Uh, if you, our listeners, have any feedback for us, you want to learn more about Situation Connects, as Damien said, apply, or you can send us an email to podcast at situation.myc with any feedback or thoughts. Uh, we would we'd love to hear from you and. Uh, Thank you. Thank you guys both for being here. Thanks, Peter. Thank you, Peter. We'll talk to you guys again in a couple of weeks. Bye.